Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Thursday, November 19th. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's how we're making you smarter today. A ruling on unaccompanied minors at the border. Plus, the FAA gives the green light to bring back the Boeing MAX. But first, confusing COVID restrictions are today's one big thing. As of yesterday, 250,000 Americans have died from the coronavirus. And yet, we're seeing cases still rising and government responses that are varied and inconsistent. Take New York City yesterday. School switched back to remote learning as the city's COVID cases increased. But it's keeping bars open until 10 o'clock. And, you know, this is happening all over the country. There's kind of this string of partial restrictions as COVID cases are climbing. Brian Walsh is Axios' future correspondent, and he's here to explain whether these responses are based in science. Hey, Brian, I wonder if we can start with schools. As we said, New York City is closing public schools and moving to virtual learning only. Is there science that has backed up that decision? The science over time has really made it clear that schools are not a major source of transmission for COVID-19. And this is especially true for younger kids. They don't really spread it very effectively. It could be because, you know, their voices are less loud. Although, frankly, I have a three-year-old. I wonder about that. But that does seem to be the case. We know that kids would be okay. Their teachers would also be okay in the buildings themselves. Okay, so we know schools aren't super spreaders of the virus, but are being shut down. And on the other hand... There are some states that are keeping restaurants open, which we know are high risk, and they're reluctantly adding restrictions like closing by 10 o'clock. Does that matter? I mean, it's a small thing when you get down to it. Obviously, you know, any kind of reducing of hours will over time reduce the number of people who are there. So you can make an argument that, yeah, that does reduce the risk somewhat. But you're talking about a tiny thing when at the end of the day, we know very clearly that indoor eating is a really major cause of spread here. And it's one where governments actually do have the ability to leverage and close this if they so choose. And some of them are doing it, some of them aren't. What does the science say about spread in places like salons or barbershops or retail stores, grocery stores? What do we know? We don't actually know enough about a lot of those places because we've had a really hard time successfully contact tracing a lot of these outbreaks. You know, at this point, it's so widespread and people are not really responding to contact tracers such that we don't quite know. So we're sort of dependent on more experimental studies. We know just restaurants because people spend, you know, you're there for like an hour and a half, two hours, perhaps you're talking a lot. That's dangerous. Something where you're there in and out and you're not speaking as much like a retail store where you're going in and out and control flow, probably less of an issue. But it really does come back to dining at the same time. That is a big, important sector. A lot of people are employed. And if you don't give them any kind of aid while closing them down, that's going to be a major, major problem as well. So as we think about this, do you think our political leaders in this country are following the science? No, I don't really think our political leaders are following the science on this. This is such a politicized subject. And in some ways, Trump, because of the way he is a magnet for really strong feelings on both sides, has made it hard to actually begin to sort of dig through that and look at the science. Brian Walsh is Axios' future correspondent. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. We'll be back in 15 seconds with the immigration blow dealt to President Trump yesterday. Welcome back to Axios Today. This year, the Trump administration and the CDC enacted an emergency immigration order. Because of the coronavirus pandemic, 
officials were authorized to expel thousands of unaccompanied minors from the border. According to the ACLU, that meant the U.S. sent at least 13,000 children to Mexico, kids who should have legally been allowed to apply for asylum. Yesterday, a federal judge ruled against that order, halting border officials' ability to expel those minors who crossed the border alone. Stephkite reports on politics at Axios. Steph, when these children are expelled, where do they go? So in many cases, there are children who are coming from Central American countries that the U.S. then can expel to Mexico, where they're not there with any family or necessarily know anyone who live in the country. In other cases, they have been transported by the U.S. officials to their country of origin in Central America, wherever they came from. What happens now? So the Trump administration will have to place them in the care of the Office of Refugee Resettlement, where they can go through the asylum process or other pathways of trying to stay in the U.S. Why did the judge say this ruling was made? The judge, U.S. District Judge Emmett Sullivan, said in his ruling that the government wasn't acting within the law that's set by Congress with how you're supposed to treat migrant children who come across the border without their parents. And so the judge said that the coronavirus isn't a good enough excuse for following these policies. And the CDC order still stands for adults then? It does. The federal judge ruling yesterday doesn't stop the administration from expelling adults or children who cross the border with their parents. It still allows them to expel families who cross the border. The Trump administration has had a strict policy of separating children who came with their families, which makes me wonder about President-elect Biden and how he plans to handle all of this going forward. When it comes to what Biden will do, he has already said that he would stop the Remain in Mexico policy, but he actually hasn't committed to ending the CDC order. And based on the experts I've spoken to, Biden could be faced with an immigration crisis at the border like Trump experienced. And how Biden handles that, given the increased focus on immigration policy, will be really interesting to watch. Steph Kite reports on politics for Axios. It was almost two years ago that Boeing was forced to ground their fleet of 737 MAX jets after two fatal plane crashes that killed 346 people. Yesterday, the FAA officially gave Boeing the go-ahead to fly again. Courtney Brown is Axios' markets reporter. Courtney, those crashes were caused by both a sensor that malfunctioned that pushed the noses of the plane downward, as well as a lack of training on how to deal with this. What has Boeing changed? So what they've done is they've made a tweak to the software that limits the system's capability to force the nose of the plane downward. And the FAA has been conducting a series of certification test flights of the MAX over the course of the last few months. What are you hearing from the airlines about how much confidence they have in these planes now, as well as the Airline Pilots Association? I think they're confident that the FAA has done everything that it can to make sure that this plane is safe. Now, the question is, are consumers going to think it's safe? That's the huge question, though, Courtney. I feel like people don't think it's safe to fly now anyway because of the pandemic. People are hesitant to fly, period. By the time that people do feel more comfortable flying, in theory, the 737 MAX will be in the air already for a few months, and maybe that will give people a sense of comfort. 
Courtney Brown is a markets reporter at Axios, and she's also writing an article about Boeing's recovery in an Axios deep dive on the future of air travel. You can see that this Saturday. If it feels like almost every 90s show is getting rebooted these days, you're not wrong. Reboots are symptomatic of a fundamental lack of originality in Hollywood. Have you no shame? That's the trailer for the reboot of Animaniacs, a popular 90s cartoon variety show for kids. It's time for Animaniacs. They're back after 22 years. You can expect the usual cast of characters. Yakko, Wacko, Dot, and of course, Pinky and the Brain. Gee, Brain, what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. We're Animaniacs, totally insane That's all we've got for you today. You can reach our team at podcasts at axios.com or find me on Twitter. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. <laughs>